Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Sam and the Big Man podcast with the great man Sam Zickman and me, David Redden. It's Super Bowl week, and uh, without any further ado, let's welcome to the great man Sam Zickman. Hello, Sammy. Oh, hello, Mr. Redden. It doesn't get any bigger than this, David. We're, we're four days away from Super Bowl day, which is you know, up there with Grand Final Day for me and you. It's a, a brilliant day on the sporting calendar, and we've got a such an exciting matchup coming up to look forward to. We have, but Sam, um, there's trades and then there's blockbuster trades. So this is the article on ESPN. I know, I know Sam's got an opinion. I've actually got an opinion on this as well. I think one team's clearly won. Here's the article, ladies and gentlemen. Former number one overall draft picks Matthew Stafford and Jared Goff are changing teams. The Detroit Lions are trading Stafford to the Rams, the Los Angeles Rams, in exchange for Goff, a third rounder in 2021, and first rounders in 2022 and 2023. That means the Los Angeles Rams, by way of the Jalen Ramsey trade, won't have a first round pick until the Paris Olympics. Sam, I have an opinion on this. First of all, and a little bit differently, I'm going to ask you to talk first and then I'll give mine. Sam, where do you sit on the Stafford-Goff trade? My first thing when I saw this trade came up, David, I just thought that there's that there's an obvious winner in this trade. Um, I'll be interested to see what your thought is, but I just think, and it may, maybe my take's interesting here, and maybe off off everyone else's, but I, I really I really do like the Rams going all in. Um, they haven't had a first round pick in what feels like forever, and they're not going to have one for the foreseeable future. But they've got the team to win. And they've already committed. They're pot committed to win a Super Bowl. And they weren't going to be able to do it with Jared Goff. And they've gone to Stafford, who is an exceptional quarterback. If you look back at, at what he's been able to do at Detroit, and yeah, he's had his doubters and he's had his moments where he's probably felt like giving up. And that's you know probably not uncommon for someone who goes to the Detroit Lions. But I, I just like the Rams pot, pot committing and saying, guys, we're in here. We've already, you know, we're paying big bucks to you know Jalen Ramsey to the world and you know, all at Aaron Donalds, and they said, you know what, let's get a quarterback who can actually win us a Super Bowl. Um, you know, Jared Goff, you took us to a Super Bowl. We weren't good enough. Um, I love the move. I understand they've had to give up draft picks, David, and I and I don't mind it either from Detroit's point of view, and, you know, good to give Goff another lease of life, but I'm really interested to see what the Rams can do next year, and they're my early tip for their division next year off the back of this trade. Okay, so... What's your thoughts? My thoughts are... Uh, I remember that the Los Angeles Rams actually won a playoff this year in Seattle, and almost nobody does that. So they're not a bad side, and they played in Green Bay when Aaron Donald was on quarter rat power. I think the Detroit Lions have done very, very well. Sam, here's the interesting mix here. I don't think they're done I think they've now got a lot of picks and a lot of options to go hard for Carson Wentz, but more importantly, and you know whose name I'm about to say, yes. Deshaun Watson. Interesting. Well, that uh, would change things. Well, it yeah. would. If you were offering Goff two first-rounders and a third-rounder, I reckon that's a saleable, that, that is sellable particularly for Watson. And Wentz is also, and remember, although the Detroit Lions play indoors, half of their um, divisional games are in the snow, 
And guess where Carson Wentz went to university? He's a North Dakota bison, so he's used to the cold weather. I'm not sure that Detroit's done, but even if they stick with Goff, they are building the blocks with a new head coach, a new GM who comes, interestingly, from the Rams. I just think they've done very, very well. They've got a big price to get rid of Stafford, and they can really build here. They've been rubbish pretty much ever since Barry Sanders left. They had Megatron there for years, but they've been rubbish. Now, they have got an opportunity to build themselves in. What is, Sam, you and I talk about the black and blue division. My favourite team is in that division. My God, it's tough. It's just a... I reckon it's almost the hardest division. Along with The NFC West is the most talent-laden because all four of those sides can win the division next year. And you can't say that about most other divisions. But overall, I think Detroit have done particularly well, and I think the Rams will be happy. If that, is that a reasonable answer? I think so. I, I think that's the way you've got to look. It's almost like you look at it, and, and obviously 2020 vision, when we look back and see whether the, the Detroit was able to, to swing Goff for another pick, and obviously if, if any way they can conjure up out of what they've got to Sean Watson, then that, they win this trade. Obviously, whoever gets to Sean Watson wins. No matter what they give up, you can give up the next five first rounders and you can still win with Deshaun Watson because you know, if you've got Deshaun Watson, what's a first round pick? It's probably going to be pick 20 to 25 if he's got a reasonable team with him. Yeah, I agree. I think it's got to be that you know win now attitude of the Rams versus Detroit playing the long game. So you would say that you know both teams get what they want. The Rams get to load up, they get to go again. Um, you know. And I'm interested to see how they go, but yeah, let's see what let's see what Detroit can do, David. That's a very interesting point you raise. I hadn't considered whether they might, you know, potentially Jared Goff could end up on another team, could go uh, could do the three team swap across only a couple of months. I, I, I genuinely think it's a possibility. I really do. So, look, watch this space. Watch to see what the lines do. I think they'll be aggressive. They're now loaded. If you've ever seen the scene in draft day where Kevin Costner loads up and gets picks left, right and centre, this is it. Great movie. It is. It's a great flick. And now, with all those picks, it's just like the situation that Seattle and Cleveland had in draft day. Sam, so, David, I, I, I pose you a question. Yes, Looking at the haul that was received for Matt Stafford, yep. what's it going to take to get to Sean Watson? That. It's a straight swap. Goff and those picks. Goff and all the picks. Yep, Goff and all the picks, and that's a ransom. That is an absolute ransom, and that's the kind of things that people are paying to get top-level picks. And I think that's what they will. I think that's what they will offer if they want to move him and go hard for Deshaun Watson. I don't know, Sam, if Watson will be interested in Detroit. But if he's interested in New York, why not go to Detroit? I mean, the New York Football Jets, not the Giants. Not that I think the Giants are out of it, but I think that they'll be sneaky players in this. I also think the Patriots will be in. But I think if they offer that up, that's a very good price. I really do. I reckon it's. Yeah, I reckon it's. It's got to be. Somewhere in the vicinity of three high-quality first-round picks, so not picks, you know, any more than top ten. You've got to be talking three quality picks, and then a, and then a player. And if Goss that player, it makes sense. You know, potentially they might try and sweeten it, try and uh, get Detroit to part ways with a Trey Flowers or a Marvin Jones Jr. or something like that. But yeah, you're probably right, David. I reckon you're around about the mark. It's and got to be a combination of, of 
very good kicks and a player. Don't be surprised to see if the Texans get Pittsburgh involved to get one of um, JJ Watt's brothers there as well. So watch this space. The Super Bowl is on Monday, 10.30 Australian in Eastern Daylight Time. It's 6.30 in the evening on the east coast of the United States. The temperature forecast for Western Florida is 22 degrees and a bit stormy, which, Sam, is very important because that'll be very mild. No snow, no cold weather. Be actually beautiful weather. The odds are Tampa at 250, Kansas City at 155, and the betting line is minus three and a half. Sam Zickman, where are you at with this one? And then you and I will talk we'll talk Turkey and then talk tips. I really like this matchup, David, because I just think it's got some it's just got some things we're gonna look back on in the future and just really enjoy that we got this game. And not to say that Tom Brady's not gonna get back in again because he just defies age. We know Patrick Mahomes um, is gonna be back in many, many times in his career. Well, we we suspect he will, but the fact that we're getting these two quarterbacks who are you know, descending upon each other with his history on the line. Seven Super Bowls for Brady. You'd almost say if he gets seven, Mahomes can't catch him. If Mahomes gets two in his first, you know, three full seasons, well, six is absolutely on the card and he can chase Brady down. We're always going to look back and say, well, you know, who won the Super Bowl when they played each other? I just, I love the way this is all lined up. Um, I'm a Kansas City homer, David. I just love watching Patrick Mahomes play. I've been impressed the way the Tampa Bay have gone about the playoffs. I, I ripped them off a few weeks ago and they and just what Brady does, he just it just defies uh, logic with the way that he, he's able to play quality football at the age he is. But I think Kansas City is going to be too just a little bit too good. Their offense is going to be a little bit too slick. I know that the Tampa Bay defense is going to be all over Mahomes, um, but I just think he'll be able to escape and he's just got too many weapons. I'm thinking somewhere in the vicinity of three to seven points. Um, you know, it might be somewhere 20, 24-30. Chiefs, David, for me? I hate to say this. The, the heart says Tampa, but the brain says Kansas City. The one catalyst here is that Kansas City defense has, Kansas City's defense has not been great, Sam. I actually think it'll be bigger. I think it'll be like 37-34. Um, which is interestingly close to the score when the Patriots went into Kansas City and won the AFC a couple of years ago in overtime. You'll remember that quite well. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes didn't get to see the ball in overtime, David. He didn't because the the Patriots um, got the football and kept onto it. And uh, um, from Met- say that that's, that's potentially the last signature win of the Patriots. Obviously, they got rolled by the Eagles the next week. So agreed. Look, they've both got weapons. Um, Brady was fantastic against Green Bay in one half and then average in the second, but they won. Mahomes was very good against Cleveland, and Cleveland were brave. And remember that Patrick Mahomes was seeing double all that game because it was quite clearly coming off a concussion. But I, I'm not sure how Tampa win without two or three turnovers. If you look at their stats, they've scored a huge amount of points this year off turnovers and credit to them. But will Kansas City give up the ball that much that they can feast off it? I don't know that they will. And I think that Kansas City will pretty much go very close to the line. I'm thinking 37-34 in an absolute score-a-thon in Western Florida. That's my gut feel, Sammy. It's it's all about what Tampa Bay can do on the defensive side of the ball. You know, Jason Peele Paul can get through and wreak havoc um, on Patrick Mahomes, then they're a chance. But that's that's really 
their go. So I think Grady will he'll get his against Kansas City's defense because they're you know they're, they're not elite. That's that's something that Patrick Mahomes has to deal with. You can't have everything, Patrick. You can't have all the weapons and the defense. So you've got to work across that. But I think this all comes down to to how many sacks, how many quarterback pressures, how many knockdowns they get. I think they're going to have to get you know three, four, five sacks in this game and make Mahomes feel it to, to be a chance. But I'm not sure they can do it, David. I just think he's, he's too smart. He reads the play too well. He'll be run past option. He'll be ordering on the line. And um, I think everyone's going to be sitting back four days from now just saying, geez, how many Patrick Mahomes? Yeah, look, oh, everything points to that. That That's the smart money. It is extremely hard to win consecutive Super Bowls. And, and history tells us that. But this is a very, very good football side with huge weaponry and a generational quarterback. And that, I think that's the key here is that I think some people, particularly outside the United States, um, don't really realise how good this bloke Mahomes is, Sam. Uh, he's just unbelievable. And I, he's, he's generational. He's, he's generational. He's, 100% yeah, he is. He's generational. If, if, if he retired today, David, he's three years and half a season into his NFL. If he retired today, he's in the whole time. I've got no doubt. He's that good. Which is, uh, which is unbelievable <laughs> to think that. And, he's, he's, the whole, he's the Hall of Famer, Patrick Mahomes. Well, it, when you say that, that's a big deal. The Hall of Fame, justifiably, is bloody hard to get into, and he'd already been it. How did Tampa Bay win it, Sam? Brady has a great game. Fournette, mate, runs for 125. Gronkowski gets his touches. Godwin gets his touches. And they Scotty have Miller to... gets one over the back. Sorry? Scotty Miller over the back. He's he's a, one of the fastest players on the field. It's underrated, Scotty Miller. He showed he showed that right on halftime last week. I think he's going to be really crucial, David. I think if he can, if Kansas City, they're a little bit soft um, yes. deep down the field, and if Scotty Miller can get in behind a couple of times, but that's exactly what you're saying. All these things need to get. Brady can't turn it over, and they've got to turn Mahomes over. Yeah, I can't see that Andy Reid will let Miller get round the back like they did, like those, like the like Green Bay did, and it cost them the game. So look, I think Reid's a genius. I think that Arians is a very good coach. Um, Tampa Bay's got some very smart footballers, and do not be surprised. But I think we're we're in agreement here that we're both tipping Kansas City by inside of a touchdown, maybe a field goal, maybe four or five points. Does that sound reasonable? Yeah, I think you've got it being slightly. Higher scoring, yep. uh, but we're both suggesting that it's, it's it's under a touchdown and closer to three points than seven. Um, yeah, and unfortunately, I won't get to see one minute. I'll be at the uh, Plan B Regional Bash Finals just oh, around the corner no, from my offices. I'll be at the SCG <laughs> for cricket. And in fact, my the, the two Newcastle sides are playing in the Plan B at 10 o'clock. So I won't see one second of it. I'll just be keeping up to date well, with things. Unfortunately, I'll have to watch the highlights. But just can't wait. I mean, opportunity to go to cricket at the SCG, Sam, is pretty big. But no, I'm... Um, Looking forward no, to what. Fair, but it, it is one of the hardest things to do, David, and that's the voice of scoring the Super Bowl. Um, as, as both me and you would have known last year, we had uh, we had quite a big day in our roles at the Hunter Central Coast last year. We had an AGM from Fairfall last Super Bowl on Monday, and I was unable to watch it as well. And it's incredibly difficult to avoid scores for the Super Bowl. So, yeah, I think you might just have to follow it follow it on. I will indeed. I'm hopefully hopefully there's scores that come up, but I'll be certainly watching every. I don't have to score on Monday, which is lovely. 
Sam, look, thank you so much for your time. We'll have a wrap-up, um, Sam, in the Big Man podcast for the NFL anyway. I know we've got some plans for the winter with footy, but uh, looking forward to catching up with you next week. Everything else all right, my friend? Going well? Absolutely, David. A couple of little nuggets for everyone out there. Make sure you tune in for the halftime show. The weekend too is one of my personal favourites. We'll be out there just banging our tunes at halftime. And uh, for those that will be watching us, David, we're, we're very fortunate this year that we're going to have Tony Robo uh, on the CBS broadcast of the Super Bowl, which is outstanding for those people that love listening to Tony Romo. So make sure you do listen to that and, uh, and everyone have a, have a great Super Bowl. Yeah, exactly. Romo's a genius and the way he reads the play is like none other and it shows you the intellect of our quarterbacks. Sam, thank you so much for your time. Uh, all the best to the family. Look forward to speaking to you next week in our wrap-up potty for the season. Thanks, David. On behalf of Sam Zickman, this is David Redden. That's been the Sam and the Big Man podcast for the 4th of February. Look forward to watching the Super Bowl. Take care, everyone. All the best, everyone. Bye-bye.